What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Donnie Tudal. Welcome to the Iron Money Podcast. Today, we're going to do a recap on the USPA Pro Raw and just kind of how that how that uh, meet was, how that event was, how everything that kind of went into it and whatnot. And we're just going to have some fun with that. So essentially, I got the opportunity to go and compete in Kansas City, Missouri. And be involved with a top 20 in the world invite only meet that is the USPA's first like crack at a professional meet. And I would just simply being able to have a seat at the table for a meet like that was an honor. Um, I believe I was number 18 last year and uh, just, you know, squeaking into that type of thing with eight of the other best two seventy fivers of all time was, was really, really, really cool. So just simply having a seat at the table, unbelievable. Um, now there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of stuff that kind of happened leading up to the meet. Um, you know, hyperextended my knee, which caused some issues in my leg, but I was able to work through that. Um, tore my bicep probably four weeks out from the meet, but was able to rehab and work through that. But then, you know, there, there was some suicides. There was some, uh, friends getting killed by drunk drivers, different things like that. So whether it be physical, um, you know, ailments, crazy stuff going on, you know, that are going to affect your emotional well-being or um, just different challenges with, with the career and things like that. Um, there was a lot of adversity, but I'm one of those people that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to show up and do that no matter what. Um, after I did my knee, I texted my coach. I was like, I'm going, period. I don't care if I have to do a token squat, a token deadlift and do a real bench. I gave my word. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to give it everything I have while being there. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go and rip my bicep, my bicep off the bone or anything like that. But I'm going to go put myself out there where I said I was going to be. Um, that was a big deal for me. So basically, I got ready to move from Montana to the Nashville area. And I hopped on a plane. And then uh, one of my best friends, my roommate, Marcus, he got in my car with my dogs. And he drove from Kalispell, Montana, all the way down to um, Kansas City, Missouri. He actually, like, got there and pulled up to the airport as I was, like, landing. <laughs> I hopped in with him. We went to the Airbnb and uh, got settled in, laid down, took a nap, got the dogs all settled. Then when I came out, there's this lady standing there, and she's like, um... I backed into your car. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Here we go. Um, that was funny. And I laughed because this lady smashed my driver's side door to the point where the window wouldn't work. Um, it wouldn't close sometimes. <laughs> like it was not watertight. It was raining in Kansas city. But before that, a dog straight up tackled my passenger side door and front panel and like bent it into where you couldn't open the door without the panel, like getting banged all over the place. And then like a week later, with this huge hailstorm in Montana. So every single panel on my car got wrecked with hail. And, and I mean, this is a, a, you know, Charger Hellcat. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's my baby. <laughs> so this thing looks like a golf ball. <laughs> and it's got, uh, and it's got two doors just smashed on it. And I was sitting there like, man, I got like my own insurance. These people are paying insurance on their dog. This person's going to pay insurance on this. It's just like, Jesus. But, um, so I went and found like a, 
the body shop, we, uh, we were able to get the door to actually kind of shut a little bit better and get, get the f- door twisted back onto the frame correctly, thankfully. And then I was able to drive to Kansas City or back to uh, Nashville after the meet. But and so that was that was a Wednesday. Thursday, just hung out, had kind of normal food intake. I was sitting about 281, so I knew I didn't need to cut anything too crazy to hit 275. And uh, about, I'd say about 4 p.m. on Thursday, we waited in Friday. Um, jumped in the shower, weighed myself before. It took like a 10-minute shower, 8-minute shower. Dried off fully, weighed myself after, and I cut like uh, just under a pound, like three-quarters of a pound in that time. And so I kind of knew where I was at. Um, that was just with the shower, too. That wasn't with a salt or that wasn't with a bath. That wasn't with any salt, nothing like that. So I knew it was in good shape. Had a little bit of a lighter dinner, restricted some of my fluids, but I did take in like some coconut water and a little bit of Pedialyte just to kind of stay hydrated as best as I can while I was going to cut some of this real quick body or water weight. And uh, that night had real lean food, um, damn it, strictly just protein, um, chicken breasts, and uh, I think I had some spinach also just to help with digestion. And then I uh, went upstairs, lay down for a minute, and then I filled up the bathtub, put a bunch of Epsom salt in there, and just soaked. And I was in there. I don't remember how long I was in there for. But did that, stood up, rinsed off, which was a bitch. <laughs> and then uh, lay down for a minute, jumped back in the shower again once the water was hot enough, and did like another 20-minute shower. And at that point, I was down to like 277. So I went to sleep, woke up the next morning at like 276 and a half, um, considering I already lost a bunch of weight on that water piece. Like I'll usually lose like three or four pounds overnight, but when I cut water the night before, I don't usually typically lose that much and I didn't sleep very well either. So I, uh, I actually had a moment, like I woke up at like three or four in the morning and just had a full on like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I've got friends dying. I've got family stuff going on. I've got career stuff going on. And just had total imposter syndrome. And 100% just like, like you, you shouldn't even be here right now. You shouldn't be doing this. And like my heart rate was through the roof. Just a bunch of anxiety. And I've never experienced that actually. Um, it's very strange for me. But. Got that settled down, went back to sleep for like another two hours, woke up, hopped on the scale, still about the same. So I jumped in the shower again and started working down. Um, I went down and got a bottle of water. Or I got a bottle and I can't remember what the hell I was chewing. I think it was just gum and I just started spitting and uh, ended up getting there and getting all my check-ins, everything like that. Um, got all my gear checked, got all my, you know, information, my openers given. And, uh, then I just waited for my turn to weigh in and I jumped on at like 124. So I was 273.3 pounds. So made my weight cut really simple. Immediately started drinking, you know, got PD light, had some um, different, um, salt packs with me that I, that I ingested, did everything I could to kind of get my GI track kind of warm back up before I started, uh, pushing anything too crazy. I wasn't just chugging anything. It was, you know, controlled drinks, controlled sips. Um, 
And then I headed out to the Big Biscuit with a few guys, um, Chico and Adam and uh, Jeff and this other guy. I can't remember his name. He was one of the refs that was helping. He was a cool guy. Um, we all went there, had food. And then, uh, and then I just headed back, headed back, stopped at the gas station, got some things that I needed. And, uh, or stopped at the grocery store, got some things that I needed and just continued to hydrate. Um, took in a lot of sodium, took in a lot of fluids, took in a lot of food. Didn't take in as much food as I would like to. I fell asleep for a little bit longer than I, than I needed to, but missed a, probably a half meal. And then, you know, just finished the night, got food, went out with the family and, uh, my dad, and my brother made it to town. So my dad, my brother, and then Danny and Marcus, my roommates in Montana, we all went out to, uh, Oh, what this place called? I think it was like Stacks or something like that. It was really good, really, really good barbecue. And then we headed home, rested up, and uh, just you know, was ready to roll, ready to roll. Um, headed to the meet. I was in flight B, so I was lifting around eleven. So I got there around like nine thirty. Went through my warm ups, went through all my movement, got my stuff on. Um, and then, uh, you know, started getting into the barbell. Everything felt really, really, really good. Um, warm-ups were moving fast. Everything was moving fast. And then it was our time. So I went over, just kind of chilled out, got in my zone, um, which is a pretty low-key zone, which is where I like to stay. I'm not a super hyped-up person. I'm, I'm aggressive, but it's very controlled. And, uh, <laughs> they, you know, platform ready. My opener was uh, 677.9 pounds. And went out, you know, handled the weight correctly, you know, good walkout, good everything, good brace, good depth, smoked it coming out of the hole, stood up really easy, you know, 678-pound opener, just smoked, done. Racked it, good to go, got my next attempt. Next attempt was 327.5 kilos, 722 pounds, and uh, my personal best was 727.5 pounds, so it was right below that. And... uh I'd hit 716 and a half in training and I smoked it. I could have hit this for a double, for a triple and uh, zero problem whatsoever. Zero problem on openers, zero problem on warmups. So go out, walk out my weight. Everything's tight. Everything feels good. Descend down the hole, parallel solid or below parallel solid and um, start coming up, come out of the hole quick. But as soon as I start to press, all my weight goes backwards. So I, I start to come backwards. So I have to good morning out of this thing pretty aggressively. And I good morning too aggressively. And I get to the top, I just step back. And like watching the film, can't even tell anything's really going on from the front, but I smoke it absolutely how my second attempt should be. And uh, I take a step back. And I've never stepped back on a squat literally in my life, not in competition, not in training, not in warmups. I've never had what happened to me happen before. There was no jitters. There was no nothing like supreme confidence when I was doing. Um, but when I did that, I tore, I, I sprained, strained part of my lat on the right side. And when I say strained, like it was excruciating having a good morning, that thing out like that, just out of nowhere. Um, it put a lot of stress on that and it was, it was not cool. Um, I considered literally like foregoing my third attempt, but 
that was not going to happen. So my scheduled third attempt was 755.1. And uh, that was there. That was there 100%. Um, but I retook the 722. And uh, I intentionally moved a little bit slower on that, coming out of the hole, making sure that I had good control, really exaggerated brace, really exaggerated head up, really exaggerated driving my back in the bar coming out of it. And I still felt that backward motion a little bit, but I stood up with it easily. Got the rack command, racked it. So I went two for three on squat. 722 is not a bad squat, but considering the snafu that happened, the amount of pain I'm in, like I was pretty irritated, but very happy just to, you know, salvage that. Um, luckily, these guys had some guys in there that were PT type guys that were doing body work. And I went and was like, hey, here's what I got. I need help now. And these guys got me to the point where I was, you know, it was tolerable, but had to get ready for bench. And like every bench rep um, from 155 pounds all the way up was like, it was spasming in that lap. And it was not fun. There was nothing fun about it. There was nothing cool about it. Um, but I went through my normal warm ups, threw in some extra hip and glute mobility stuff to try and get that to let go. I couldn't tell if it was something that happened in my lower that caused um, that, that lower lat to tighten or what it may be. So I was doing everything I could to get that pounding, pounding water, pounding, um, hydration packs, pounding everything I could food and, uh, didn't let up at all, but, you know, went out, opened at 463 pounds, 210 kilos and absolutely smoked it. Absolutely smoked it. Uh, bench felt great as did squat as a deadlift, but bench felt so solid. So like not an afterthought, but it was effortless. Um, pick my next attempt, which is, you know, pre-scheduled with me, um, 225 kilos, 496 pounds. So I made a 15 kilo jump, 496, went out, smoked it. Uh, like again, just crushed it. That was the top number that I hit in training and I could have hit it in training for two or three reps. Um, it was an absolute smoke show. Now going into this, my best all time was 5071. Um, I've been at 501 and a half, 5071 in meets and in the gym for like the last four years. So I've dealt with some nerve damage and whatnot that caused some, some growth issues on that. But we, we pushed through, um, picked my last attempt, 235 kilos, which is a state record for me. And, uh, it was all time best in the state and went out and just handled it again. Very good speed, moved great, especially for a third attempt. Like it was what a lot of people move their second attempt. Like, um, my right arm did lag just a touch, but, um, very smooth. There was a lot of people with their right arms lagging on bench. Surprising. There's a lot of people who are actually falling over backwards on their squat too, but that was a little strange. Um, but three for three on bench, 463, 496, 518, one, and definitely got what we needed to, even, even with the spasms, even with all that type of stuff. Um, that, that lat was really trying to protect itself and lock up. But we got the job done on bench and uh, immediately went and sat back down <laughs> with the PTs. I was like, all right, hey, let's, let's finish this thing up. So they, they dug back into it and got my got the thing a little bit better, a little bit more tolerable, but got some of the stuff in my lower body hammered out. And uh, I'm not kidding. As soon as I went over and started doing my movements for deadlift, I, I knew it was going to be trouble. Um, knew it was going to be trouble. All the way up, like 500 pounds, I'm just sitting there like, damn, like, I don't know what's about to happen here, but we're going to go give it a shot. And uh, 
film my last couple and you know i'm not a very fast deadlifter when it comes to sumo i'm controlled off the ground and you know anything over 500 pounds typically looks about the same um for now and especially with that kabuki bar i like to pull a little bit more controlled because when that whip runs out it's very sudden and when i did not be patient with that in the earlier part of my peak i'll get yanked forward a little bit and i knew that just wasn't an option today so Stayed very controlled on that. Open at 335 kilos, 730 and a half pounds. And uh, it moved, but the whole time I was like, man, this is really, really, really painful. And, uh, and you know, I watched the film real quick and I was like, all right, well, let's get the best we can. Second attempt was uh, 357 and a half kilos, 788.1. And that's a state record. My best before that was 782.6 pounds. I'd hit 791.4 in the gym. And uh, so I, I pulled the trigger on 788.1, stood up with it. And I don't know. Honestly, I, I, it was a close call. Um, I put the refs in a decision or a position where they had to make a decision. Um, three very good refs. You know, they, they gave me three white lights on it. I'm shocked that I didn't get one. Um, Red light, I think the lockout was very close, but those guys are seeing different things, um, different angle than what I saw. But, you know, grateful grateful for it. But also I think it was a very close call, and I don't like to leave things up to the refs ever. So that's something I need to work on moving forward. But I knew I knew my third attempt was not there. Um, I was supposed to go 822.1, I believe, 821.2, just over 820 pounds. And that would be a – you know, state record, highest deadlift in the state. Um, and I knew it wasn't there. So I took a uh, 365 and a half kilos, which is, <laughs> I just chipped the state record. But uh, there's this kid, uh, not a kid, he's a man child, but um, the best deadlift in Montana right now is 804.7. And that's by uh, Max Shether. He's a drug free, like this kid is a freak. Um, 308, 308 plus. Him and his brother are absolute monsters, but he has the highest squat and the highest deadlift in the state. 738 and a half pound squat, 804.7 pound deadlift. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to take a shot at chipping that, chipping that number. And when you have the state records and whatnot, you can chip those things. <laughs> and I didn't get it. I stood up and I was probably an inch and a half from lockout. The barbell went down on the way up and it was 100% no good. But I just stood there with it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Put it down. You know. <laughs> I looked up at the I don't even know why I looked at the at the light table or at the at the light TV. I knew it wasn't good, but waited for the reds. And then uh, you know, went around, shake the rest hands, thank them. Um, ended with a twenty point two eight or two thousand twenty eight point two pound total at seven hundred thirty three pounds, which comes out to like five hundred twenty two or 523.75 on the dots. Um, that total was good enough to put me tied at number 50 all time, but that's frustrating because if I were to, uh, if I were to, uh, you know, not have the issue on squat, I know that deadlift, thank you. I know deadlift would have been a much easier um, experience. And Realistically, I left a tremendous amount of weight on the platform. Uh, I left probably 
shoot, I left probably 66 pounds on the platform and 66 pounds, you know, it's, it's very, very costly in a sport like this. So I'm tied currently at number 50 all time. There's about eight of us there, 2,028.2 pounds. But if I hit my numbers, then I went conservative on my numbers. Um, so I know they were there. I'm sitting tied at number 22 all time. And that is a, a that's a tremendous difference. It's a tremendous difference. And there's a couple little mistakes. A couple little mistakes can cost you an awful lot. And to have trained for 11 months for a meet like that, and then just to have like, oh, you, you know, you took a step back on squat. That sucks. It's not fun to deal with. It's not, that's not what we, you know, it's not what we hope for, but sometimes it's what we got to deal with. So that is how things go sometimes, but having that opportunity to compete at that level um, with those kind of guys is amazing. And honestly, we had eight guys sign up for 275. We had some of the best guys all time, some of the best lifters all time, hands down sign up for that class. And I'm sitting there like, man, like I'm going to have to battle it out to get like fifth place, fourth place. There's no, there's no chance to podium. But in spite of all that, you know, I was one of two guys that followed through, did what they said they were going to do, showed up and showed up and threw down on the platform. And, you know, we had guys miss weight. Um, we had guys, I think, intentionally go up to be in a different weight class, um, to throw down with a couple different people, things like that. But as far as uh, all, all that goes, like, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I always did exactly what I said I was going to do, showed up, showed up how I said I was going to, and, uh, you know, put the best day possible out there, injuries and all, um, life circumstances and all. And that's, you know, a lot of people consistently show, whether it be in work, in relationships, in competitions, and extracurricular activities, and anything there's a reason to back out or not do what they say they're going to do. A lot of people are going to take that opportunity and that's just not how I am. That's just not uh, what I was taught and that's not what I'm ever going to start doing. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the you know fact that I showed up. It's a lot of adversity and still had a ton of fun and uh, you know, represented myself, represented my, my family, represented beast athletes, represented the state of Montana in a you know, very high level manner. So that's just what it is. Like when you get ready for meets, when you get ready for games, when you get ready for different things, um, you know, NFL, for example, man, those guys, the only time that they're a hundred percent is when they hit training camp. You know, those guys are playing at 80, 85%, 70% a lot of the time. And, uh, same with the NBA, same with every sport. When people are just like, Oh, I'm just not going to show up. Like, man, like you're putting yourself, you know, you're putting your, your name online and you're putting a bunch of other people who are actually still going to show up, you're putting them in a jeopardized situation. You're putting the event in a jeopardized situation and it makes it just kind of difficult, but you know, everyone's got their different reasons and their different thought processes on that. But that just means a lot to me, you know, to say like, Hey, I said, I was going to be here. I'm going to be here no matter what you guys, uh, you guys have my word. And that's, that means a lot to me. So, but the, the event itself, I mean, just, lifting with that caliber of lifters um you know see seeing guys like you know john hack out total beat by a lot and he is like 80 pounds less than me there are girls there that were just unbelievable um it was being as big of a fan of just human beings reaching their full potential and doing amazing things 
that excites me. That is something that I'm, I have a lot of respect for. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your background is. But when you're out there and you are giving your all and you're just stacking what is realistic for human beings in general and constantly like raising that bar, I respect that. I love that. I want to see it. And being able to share a platform with people who are doing that, it was just, it was unbelievable. So I'm so grateful, obviously, to USPA, to JP, to everybody that had anything to do with putting that together. The spotters and loaders were phenomenal. Um, there are very few people that can say like, oh, yeah, like, you know, these people were spotting and loading for me or, you know, Hunter Henderson was giving handoffs or whatever it may be. I mean, you got some of the best lifters some of the biggest impacting individuals in the powerlifting game of all time, just out there helping and like being supportive and being cool people and then getting together afterwards and just, you know, the camaraderie that went with it and the hospitality, you know, shown by JP and his people and, uh, you know, guys like Cade and just everybody that was involved. It, it felt like just a bunch of really cool, good people, good friends, just all coming together to do something cool. And that's an opportunity that not a lot of people get. So I'm super grateful for that. But if you guys have questions on some of this stuff, if you guys don't know, you know, what I'm talking about with X, Y, or Z, or if you guys are in a certain situation where you're like, man, I don't know how to just like do it no matter what. Or I, you know, is this something that I need to pull out of and whatever it may be like, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Those are, those are cool opportunities. It gets to like know each other better and to get to impact people differently. So that's something that uh that you know I'm obviously excited about doing anytime, any place, and uh it's it's a blessing to be able to do so. So hope that gives you guys a little information. And uh if you guys ever have an opportunity to go to something like that, you know, going to worlds, go to nationals is great and things like that, but it's a very drawn out event. I like this event because there was like 40 lifters in it. Everybody was phenomenal, and it was hit, quit, done, you're out the level of inspiration that at least the people in my group got from that was just absolutely, it, it, it relit a fire for a lot of people. So I hope that's the case for a lot of you guys as well. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.